Hello, free thinkers. I'm Mickey Z, and I welcome you to Post Woke, the New York City-based podcast where we practice intellectual self-defense. But for me, it's it's for, it's about um, connecting people in a positive way. It can be so easy for to create division between pro-vax and anti-vax, but I just want to bring hope and peace to people. That was Ben. He was a college athlete, but after an adverse event, after his second COVID jab, his life and his life plans changed dramatically. In my conversation with Ben and his mom, Donna, you will hear all about this and how it deepen their commitment to the healing power of faith. You'll hear that right after this word from our sponsor. Actually, before we get to that, a quick heads up is that somewhere in my connection between me and the two guests, there is a very subtle hum in the background. I did my best to minimize it. I'm aware of it. It will not happen again. But most importantly, I am 100% certain it does nothing to diminish the value and impact of this important conversation. So with that in mind, I will say again, now a word from our sponsor. Hey, Mickey Z here, and I'm asking you to offer some support for a project that I've been running for nearly six years. It's called Helping Homeless Women NYC. And as the name implies, I've been getting out there on the streets for, like I said, nearly six years to offer direct relief to some of the most vulnerable yet fiercest women you'll ever want to meet. If you check the show notes, you will find a direct link for how to donate at GoFundMe. If you're interested in becoming a Patreon patron or in ordering uh, restaurant gift cards directly from my wish list, shoot me an email and I'll send you that information. But I'm just requesting some support, thanking you in advance and asking you no matter what to please share the link far and wide. Now, let's get back to the show. One of the people I'm speaking to today is named Ben. He's a college student who suffered from the adverse events of the untested jab, but he also managed to keep sight of the reality that there's a bigger plan for him, as he puts it, to help people understand that in times of depression and despair, a relationship with God can bring you hope, peace, and joy. He wants to help people witness the healing power of faith. And with that in mind, I'm going to welcome Ben and his mom, Donna, onto Post Woke. Welcome, guys. Hi. Thank you, Mickey. Yeah, great to be here. Um, I'm really happy to have you. I appreciate you taking time. And I want to begin, before we get into all the nuts and bolts and details, I want to ask Ben, first of all, right now, because I'm curious and feels important, how are you feeling now, today or in, in this present time period as we do this interview? How's your health? How's your state of mind after all that's been going on over the past two years? Well, over the past two years, it's definitely been a roller coaster. Um, definitely been a lot of downs and some ups as well. And really just pressing into hope in those ups and really pressing into hope in the downs, um, however life takes me. At a current status right now, I am feeling much better than I have before. Um, with 
with all the ER trips I had in the past and with all of the very down physical bearing days, I've been doing a lot better and I've been a lot more mobile and things are really looking hopeful and they're going in the right direction. Ah, fantastic to hear that. And I, I appreciate it. And I just, let me just say, if at any point, if I ask a question to either one of you that you feel like you don't want to share this private or personal information, you say the word and all your boundaries will be respected. Okay. So um, now when you had um, the first episode and began to like, wonder like what's going on is this, this frightening trip to the emergency room as you said how did anyone especially the doctors but anyone around you entertain the possibility that what was happening could be related to the vaccine that you had yes and no a little bit when we first got to the er um after my mom my brother drove me there they kind of like let us know like oh yes we've seen this before from the vaccine but then there wasn't really much initiative after that. They told us that it had been seen before, that this has been a common thing, but then they just gave me um, some medication that would just help me calm down. And that's all that was really talked about from there. We just knew, I mean, amongst the three of us, we knew for sure it was from the vaccine just because before that day, completely healthy track athlete, very active and very mobile everywhere I went. And then just one day, everything changed into an absolute, um, very chronic health episode. Wow. I I have to be honest. I'm surprised that they even went as far as saying, oh, we've seen this before related to the vaccine because other people I've spoken to and read about, um, they, there is a, a, a strong denial of it right from the beginning, like literally in the ambulance. So that's pretty telling that they went as far as, as, uh, let's say admitting it um mm-hmm. now donna you mentioned you also had some side effects so if you want to share about that that's fine but how about you in relation to ben after the smoke cleared of the shock of this scary trip to the hospital and you had a little time to think how did you react to it and did you feel like because of the timing did you immediately suspect that this could be vaccine related oh absolutely i i knew it was um just from my experience with the reaction that I had just from my one dose and the little bit of research that I did after my experience, you know, knowing that, oh, yeah, there are other people out there that had are having reactions from this. I mean, I was very I was somewhat hesitant for him to even get it because at that point, you know, COVID wasn't really too bad, you know, but going, you know, he's going to be a freshman in college and, he, you know, his coach was going to require him to get tested three times a week. I thought, oh, gosh, this kid doesn't need that. You know, and what does a dorm look like in the wintertime with all sorts of bugs? Potentially, this might protect him. You know, I didn't know. So I kind of leaned towards let's get the vaccine. But I knew in my heart after nine hours that he had this horrific reaction. I knew in my heart that it was due to that. Wow. Um, and to even um, kind of going back to when we were in the ER and the doctors, because I asked him, I said, have you seen this very much? And he's like, oh, yeah, we see this quite often. But yet there wasn't anything in his records noted that this was any sort of reaction or allergic or anything to the vaccine. Wow. So it's sort yeah. of off the record. They're, say, they're saying, yeah, 
it's almost wink wink we kind of know what's going on here but i'm i'm strongly going to suspect that there it's frowned upon for them to to uh put it in in an official record i just want to quickly you mentioned that he was going to college either one of you can answer this but the college that you go to did they have any type of vaccination or mask mandate still up and running and at the time you started yes they had a mask mandate so any indoor space the mask had to be on they didn't have any vaccine mandate where it was like you are required or else to get the vaccine. It was just very, in my experience, very a pressuring, like even just like it was a daily email reminder, get your vaccine, get your vaccine. So it wasn't required, but it was very much a pressure from the school or just from any other departments within the school. Well, it's, it's kind of like going back to grade school, it's like old fashioned peer pressure, which can be it can be tougher on you than an official mandate where if if they're constantly pressuring you you feel like you're doing something wrong and you want to fit in so now um after you after this episode and the the doctors and the emts express some awareness that this happens did you also did either of you report it to the vaccine adverse events reporting system vares did you feel like that was something you needed to do um, yes, I did that. I reported um, Ben's reaction as well as mine that I experienced back in April of 2021. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and since then, have you had the opportunity to connect with other people who have suffered adverse events and learn more about what they're going through? Or, Because or, I feel like from my experience talking to people in your situation, Oops. that there's like this kind of limbo that you're in where the strong anti-vax crowd again i'm not saying who i'm not saying they're wrong in terms of questioning the vaccine but they can sometimes be very unforgiving if someone decides to get it like well you got the vaccine look what happened and then the pro-vax crowd desperately doesn't want these stories to get out because then it would it, it might influence people to not get the vaccine and placing someone like you in this like in between limbo of you know, how do I, how do I talk about this? So uh, I'm wondering, like, did you connect with other people? Were you able to talk to friends and family about it? Or, or did it have sort of an awkwardness to it in light of what was going on in the country and the world? I feel very grateful that I was able through, I mean, I just, you know, honed in, uh, I guess I relied on the internet <laughs> to really research in trying to, especially because Benny's reactions were so different than mine, what I experienced, just relied on um, the internet to try to figure out what's going on here. Um, and that was when I was very um, uh, lucky to come across, um, I think it was Real Not Where it was the first website that I came across, or I came across Susanna. And and to see that, oh my gosh, she's here in Minnesota. And that was how I got connected um, with our Minnesota team, Humanity Group. And was very grateful that for that group, you know, just to hear that, oh my goodness, there are, are so many more people that are experiencing this. It's not just us. Yeah, I could imagine that, that there is this almost loneliness of like, does anybody, you know, yelling in the wilderness, does anybody even hear me? And how about you, Ben, when you were um, around friends, you know, say high school friends when you were back at home or college when you went back there, was this a topic you felt comfortable being able to broach to a crowd saying, hey, I wasn't feeling well and I think it was this? Or was that same type of... Um, not official, but kind of peer pressure there. Like, you know, don't badmouth the vax and, and we're sorry you got sick, but you don't know if that was it. Like, how did it, how did it play out in your social circles? Uh, well, I'm very thankful for my social support. Seriously, 
family, friends, um, even new friends I was making the process because all of these episodes started literally the first week of my freshman year of college. And even like such a vital time of making new friends, even friends who I've been with just for an hour, we're already very sympathetic. We're very social support. And I couldn't be more thankful, seriously. And I never really had much of an experience where people would be like, oh, don't badmouth the vaccine. I mean, they could just tell even um, teammates who I had on the track team at the time, um, they could clearly tell because I wouldn't be able to participate in practice or in meets. And they knew how devastating and how much that really hit home for me. Um, And even just being active, because I've always just been an active kid ever since I can remember, um, seeing friends who used to see me just be out there in the field, running around, having a great time. But now this time, seeing me more sidelined and not really able to do much, um, they could really tell. And there was a lot of sympathy, support, and prayers for that, which I'm extremely thankful for. Uh, thank heaven for that. That That is is heartwarming to know that people can, can do the right thing in a situation like that. And, and certainly, someone that is a committed athlete and just loves the feeling of movement and sweating and being out there competing, if you're sitting on the sidelines, it's, it's a clear um, indication that something is wrong because that you didn't, you didn't, like you literally just started college. You probably would just couldn't wait to get out there and compete with this new group of people that you had never met before. So where does that stand now? I mean, tell us just a little bit about what sports that you liked to compete in and what level of activity you're able to maintain now. Yeah. So even, um, I would take it back all the way when I was just very little, even infant, um, very involved in sports. I think the big, big four to me that really stand out would be basketball, soccer, football, track, um, just across the board. We're just involved in so many things. If there was any time a group of friends was going out just to even play two-hand touch football, you know, immediately always like, let's go out and let's do it. And so as I've grown in, um, was very competitive with youth sports and even into high school, um, participated in basketball, track, a little bit of soccer, a little bit of football in middle school as well. Track became really like my big center for me um, around my junior, or actually my sophomore and my senior year of high school. And really worked hard at that, worked all summer, even when COVID came, was always at the track nearly every day with a great group of guys and um, ended up going to state um, in track my senior year of high school. And that was just a great mountaintop moment. That's all praise to all praise to Jesus, seriously. And then being blessed with the opportunity to compete in college and for coaches and for other um, collegiate teammates really welcome me in. And train with me was such a blessing as well. Something I really prayed for for a long time, worked hard for, and God came through in that area. Oh, that's I'm I'm so happy to hear that part. And so, uh, are you able to to um, participate in any way, shape, or form now in terms of athletics? At the moment, I am currently not with the track team at my college. I recently decided in November to step away and. This was over the course of just realizing that a lot of my symptoms from the vaccine that were reoccurring, just we're noticing like very exercise induced. The more I was Mm -hmm. doing, the more strenuous I was doing, just the more symptoms really came in as a result afterwards or even during sometimes. And so I really had to take that in consideration and I had to really consider academics, career, um, even just livelihood and quality of life. How is this all correlating together with 
this amount of exercise stress. And it was a very hard decision to step away. Um, had great conversations with my coach and other teammates, and they were very supportive, and we totally understand, and we'll always be lifelong friends, we'll always keep in touch. So that was something I really appreciated. I, I'm really, I appreciate hearing that because you sound like somebody who um, makes deep connections with people and, and even people that you haven't known long. And I can even, I could even, I could hear the sincerity in your voice. And, and, and as somebody, you know, I, I grew, I grew up in a completely different scenario, but I still was a young guy at front first. And you talk about playing touch football. I grew up in New York. So we just, if you would go out onto the street and find a bunch of guys and you would choose up a, a touch football game, it's just like, you just always wanted to be out there doing that. And, and um, I, fully trust that that what you're going through now is not going to be forever and you're going to be able to to uh, maintain um you know get back into athletics and fitness as much as you need to but as you said there comes a time where sometimes you need to step back and what really impressed me when i read the article about you and the article for the listeners is in the show notes that that introduced me to ben um was how in this stepping back um it, it, it felt to you like an opportunity now to more, um, you, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, you were someone already who was a person of faith, but this, this situation um, like es- escalated that and enabled you to see it more deeply and to embrace it more deeply. Would that be fair to say? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, what was, what was meant to physically devastate me, physically brought me down did the exact opposite for me spiritually. It brought me so much closer to him, both knowledge, intimacy, so much greater, deeper faith in Jesus through it all. And seriously, that's just the beautiful fruit that is produced from it. Even with something that was meant to be evil and bring me down, like just the absolute growth in my faith is something more exponential than any physical health. Uh, Amen to that. It's, It's, you encounter this as you go through life where you meet someone who is clearly like yourself, who is clearly um, able to inspire people around them and to inspire them towards faith. And perhaps that's why someone like you will have evil put put this obstacle in your way, thinking that somehow it would block you. But far from that, you just you just took it and kept rising. And I, I, met, I noticed that in the article, you have a particular fable, favorite Bible verse that inspires you in times like this. Yeah, yeah, that's Romans 8.18. Um, talks about how the present sufferings don't even compare to the future glory and the future fruit that will come out of it. And that's definitely, especially during that freshman year time when all three episodes were happening in that fall semester, that was definitely a verse I leaned into because it could be so easy to be caught up in the present pain, the present suffering, and the limitations, even just being like the bitterness of this is my freshman year of college just like a great new season opportunity um but that's exactly what it was even with physically i didn't see that spiritually god just said this is an opportunity to grow deeper with me this is an opportunity to grow in knowledge of me and grow deeper in my faith so that's fantastic and i want to come back to that but i want to bring donna in and, see, and ask her as after the initial um let me first ask you how many trips to the hospital in some cases emergency room happened um so before i even get to the question so we the audience has context how many times was ben um you know had to go see a doctor or in some cases rushed to a doctor 
Oh gosh, I've I've lost count how many doctor oh, visits, um, but we did have three um, scary moments that were that involved a trip to the ER. Um, the first one being when he got his his second jab um, nine hours later afterwards when he had the first, um, and there was like seizure like episodes. Um, the other two, unfortunately, I was not here because he was at school at the time. I mean, that was probably even even more scary for me as a mom, just not being able to be there. And, and again, as, as, as Ben had alluded to, I mean, just so grateful for his friends. You know, your freshman year, these are people that you've only known for a few months, you know, and they jumped right in and, and took him to the ER. You know, <clears throat> um, the second episode, I believe, was in November or I'm sorry, September. Um, just a couple of weeks after the first one, and then had probably the, the third most um, really devastating one visit was on November 7th, and I'll never forget that day. Um, uh, when that he was in that the nightmare country. of getting a phone call, right, because you're not it, there. Yeah, and because it was very horrific, you know, he, was, um, he wasn't totally aware, he wasn't totally conscious of what was going on happening, and to get a phone call from his, his best friend, letting me know that they're taking him to the ER. You know, that was very scary. Wow. Well, let me, let me first say that, again, it's so inspiring to hear the stories of the people in Ben's life who have stepped up, including people that didn't even know him that long. And it's, it's, it's just wonderful to know that the right people were put in his life at the moment where he needed them. And that he's also the type of young man who is going to attract these type of people into his life. When you're, when you're living the life that he's living, you're, you're going to be surrounded by people that, that even if you don't know them well, will, that you can trust and will step up and but but again following up with Don, donna now at, after those utterly frightening scenarios time has passed what's your state of mind like now like he's back at school um this isn't a thing of the past but let's let's speak speak into existence that the that the extreme scenarios are how do you feel um about where he's at now and and the the kind, the kind of the new path he's on, as opposed to being there doing track and field, he's taking other directions. Oh yes, I um, I so appreciate um, um, the decision that he's made, and he's he's on a wonderful path, a very beautiful path, if I may add, and and also to um, just kind of going back to our, our faith. You know, I mean, I've I'm very um, strong in my faith as well. <clears throat> after after losing my husband, not that that necessarily caused me to get into my faith. Um, it made me strengthen it, but also involved with my small group too. And I, you know, my small group, um, we meet every other week and we prayed endlessly um, uh. for relief for him. And I mean, I do believe that our, my prayer warriors, <clears throat> as I refer to them, have helped immensely too in this journey. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. So Ben, would you say that you, your mom's faith has been a source of, of strength for you throughout this whole scenario? Oh, definitely. Um, hers and along with her prayer warriors, you mentioned too, even though may not see them as often, like when I'm at school, may not see them as often as I would like to or like to catch up with them. Um, just hearing that they are praying is just hope in itself. Even if I don't hear the exact words of the prayer, just hearing someone say we are praying for you is just such an immense support beyond understanding. Uh, I love, if you, I'm going to share something personal real quick because you're talking about how you don't actually hear the prayers or hear the words. But my mom has 
passed away 15 years ago, but I recently came upon something that I had saved from her. I forgot I had it. was a handwritten list of her that she had was a pray, heal, and protect list of who she prayed for. And of course, I was on that list. But when I looked at that list, and I'm thinking my mom has passed on for 15 years, it struck me without a doubt that those prayers don't have an expiration date. And that, that I'm looking at, she was praying for me 15 years and back, and they're still out there in the same way that your mom's group, like you don't even have to know their names, but it, it still resonates. And when you have the strong faith that you obviously do have, like you, you can feel that. And I, I, I feel like that's what's pushing you in this direction. And uh, now your mom said, I'm really happy with the path he's on. Can you elaborate a bit about where you're at now and your current you're like the readjusted goals perhaps from when you first went away to college yeah I'd, i'll start academically uh, i currently as of yesterday <laughs> just finished my second year of college congratulations and, oh thank you uh, i'll be graduating this following december so i'll be graduating in two and a half years than your traditional four years wow um doing just fabulous. I recently re received a scholarship through my kinesiology department, and I have attained a 3.98 GPA. That's all? Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I say this with all humble and all humility that I can. <laughs> um, did PSEO in high school. Um, for those who don't know what PSEO is, it's basically taking all college courses um, at a university or a college while I was still a senior in high school. And so that's where graduating two and a half years mostly stems from. And um, just really looking forward to a career in exercise science and kinesiology, not set in stone in the specific career in that field, but I definitely feel called to that field and bring a godly impact to whoever God calls me to in that area. Yes, yeah, it's, it's such a broad field that who knows where it's going to lead you. I, I've known people in my life who have gone to school for field, for fields like um, exercise physiology, physical therapy, but mm -hmm. once they're actually out there, it's interesting how you may have a plan, but then there's another bigger plan for you and you wind up in a branch of it that maybe you're not even aware of right now as you and I are talking, but since you have that foundational knowledge and desire to do this, you're ready for whatever comes up. So that's very exciting and it's really exciting how, how quickly you're able to, to graduate. Um, now, Donna, Donna, you mentioned um, your husband passing away. Are you comfortable talking about that? Um, yes. Mm -hmm. So this is um, about, if, if I'm correct, about six, seven years ago? Correct. Yep, six and a half years ago. So when, initially, when the when the first um, problems occurred for Ben, I could only imagine that it must have revived some of that fear and grief you felt years earlier. So um, how, do, how do, both of you can answer this, you know, one after another, <clears throat> but how do you process and cope with grief in general, in particular when you had this tragedy happen relatively recently and then all of a sudden this giant scare comes along? Oh gosh, how do I how do I process grief? <clears throat> um, well I guess for, for when Benny when this scare came, I wasn't I wasn't there. You know, my um, I wasn't in the same situation as I was with Bill, my late husband. He he passed away of cancer. Um, so it was more of a, a different illness, so to speak. 
And I guess I was more, more aggressive with Benny. I mean, he's young and just, um, just with the doctors, just trying to hone in on, on what this is. Well, what is just trying to get a diagnosis and, and what kind of, how do we treat this kind of thing? Kind of a different, different scenario. I wasn't so much, um, thinking that I would lose my son, although I was very scared um, with each of the seizure type episodes that were occurring because each one was worse. And, you know, just with him wanting, knowing that it was so much exercise induced, I was very fearful of what might happen if he were to continue with the intense training for track, you know, because I have heard and read stories about really devastating um, outcomes with the reaction with the vaccine and, and just the permanent, I mean, it is permanent. There is no, no going back, so to speak. Yeah. And, and how about you, Ben? Like, how, how did it feel to, for you? at a young age, you were watching your dad as the patient and then far too soon, suddenly you're in a, a situation where you're the patient, you're the one being rushed to the emergency room. Um, how, how did you, uh, like just deal with that and cope with 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 this sh- shocking um development yeah i definitely commemorate and honor my dad's leadership in that area for what led me to my fight when i was like you said being the patient this time um he was i mean just to say he's a great leader is just such an understatement just in his career in his family with how he related with friends really led by example and really rubbed off on me in so many positive ways. And to see his fight that he fought for so long, for so hard, so faithfully, so diligently, I mean, it just inspires me even like to this day. And I bet it always will. And so now to be in that situation was, and to see that example was really just all praise to God. Like, thank you for, the father that you have blessed me with to lead me in this way for you to work through him to lead as an example and now help me persevere and really help me stay motivated to keep fighting and to keep going just like how he did there wasn't a day that he never took a rest or took a break because he was always fighting he was doing that for our family he was doing that for his friends and that's and especially he was doing that for god that's why it really stuck out to me and really benefited my my fight and my journey in that as well so uh it's it's i'm feeling like i'm just getting to know you guys a little bit and and i could see i'm so impressed with you ben and i could see from talking to donna and hearing about your dad how you were blessed with such wonderful parents and there's nothing there's nothing like a positive role model and and you had two of them and they continue to inspire you so that's just thank you for sharing that and Speaking of sharing, I, if as there's still controversy out there, you know, the vaccine divided the country in a lot of ways. Um, have, have you ever, have you yet been in a position where someone, either one of you, where someone has asked your input as to, for example, should I get the booster or um, my cousin has this symptom after after the um, vaccine do you think it's connected have you found people even uh, you know on a look like on the down low maybe they don't want to talk about it publicly coming to you to ask for your thoughts on anything vaccine related it's funny you ask that because actually in terms of our family and friends they don't they don't ask us our like our opinion you know if they should get 
Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I've been kind of the opposite, like with, even with my parents, like cautioning them, like, please, and they're older, you know, please don't get the booster. Look what it has done to your grandchild. Um, and and I, I'm, I'm credit, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that they have observed and, and kind of listened a little bit. And I think they did get one more dose, but they won't get any more. But in terms of, I mean, it's kind of disheartening seeing our family, extended family, that they really, they still really believe wholeheartedly that the vaccine is helping them, even after seeing what it's done to their, their um, cousin or nephew. Wow. Yeah, it, it's been an astonishing three plus years all around where you, it, you recognize that when a fear program is put into effect and people people operate from fear it's very difficult for them to um, challenge that because fear is so overwhelming and and when you don't have a foundation in faith it's not it's not as easy to stand up to the fear the fear can be all consuming um, how about you Ben has anybody spoken to you about it or or asked you um, questions like either related to you think I should get it or do you do you um my like my relative has this symptom do you think that could be related or is again is it kind of pushed under the rug i think for me for those who do ask out of their own curiosity there is a bias for me to say to lean to lean to know (laughs) i mean just from my experience there is a bias just to say that um but for me it's it's for it's about um connecting people in a positive way it can be so easy for to create division between pro-vax and anti-vax, but I just want to bring hope and peace to people. And we were just talking about role models. Like Jesus came to unite the nations and he didn't come with his own opinion or with like just to push an agenda. And so I love and support the ones around me. If they choose to get the vaccine and they're healthy, like that's all praise to God for being healthy through that. Um, And if they don't choose a vaccine, I, just love and support them the way that Jesus does for me every single day and um, love to educate and love to speak on the symptoms and the experiences I had. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's, it's their decision. And I totally respect that. And I really appreciate them for who they are. That's a beautiful answer. Cause it, it's a, it's a challenge to do what you're saying. Um, it, I, I've been, in scenarios because I, I write and because I do this podcast and I've been outspoken during this time period where um, I can I have to own up to the fact that I sometimes could slip into too much judgment and it's it's not productive. But at the same time, when you've gone through something that you've gone through, you do want to, like you said, you kind of lean towards the no because you're like, eh, I don't want to happen to you what happened to me. And it's it's a it's a very delicate balance, but it sounds like both of you are are doing a really good job of, of maintaining that balance. And Donna, now I in, first got to meet you online through what was called Team Humanity. Could you tell us a little bit about that and what they're doing and what, what you're doing involved with it? Oh, gosh, I think we're, um, I, I would... My best description is we're just kind of a resource just for to help, um, just to compare notes and and compare treatments to see you know what is working for you. Maybe it'll work for me, and 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 doctors too. You know which which doctors are really helping us, which ones um, not so much, and and also too helping to really come together and just to to get support both from even our, our political community 
um, raising just awareness um, and that there are those of us out there that are injured. Um, our lives have drastically changed as a result, you know, just to try to get support, um, both from our, our political community and in our medical community. That's lovely. I'm going to put a, a link to the t- Team Humanity Substack in the show notes so people could check that out and um, hopefully find if Now, Team Humanity is something that it has branches in many different cities. Am I correct? Um, yes. The, the, those of us that are involved are in many different, we're located across the state. Yes. Oh, that, that's awesome because it, mm-hmm. I can only imagine how comforting it is. It's almost like... Um, some version of group therapy where where you have an issue and you might feel lonely and and nobody gets it and nobody understands what you've been through and then to meet other people and other families whose stories sound kind of like yours not the same of course but kind of like it. you're like oh okay now we're speaking the same language on something and when you don't feel alone and when and when you're together with these people either in person or virtually online it that's where you can kind of calm your soul and come up with solutions and point to the resources you're talking about and i firmly believe we need more of that absolutely um so um as we begin to wrap up here i would want to give both of you a chance if you want to to um to to sort of give your closing thoughts as to if someone's listening to this and they might have their judgments. They might be like, "Oh, how did they know it was a vaccine?" Or they might, they might be like, "Oh my God, I need to, I need to speak to people like that because I've had these scares in my life." Whatever, whatever's going, we can't possibly calculate all the different reactions when people hear a story like this. But what would feel to you like general, um, useful, po- powerful um, advice or just thoughts as you wrap up where you're at right now and with the audience? Oh, gosh. I, I mean, for me, I would just say, I mean, I can just speak from um, an experience that my mother is, is going through that some of her health issues. Um, I speculate. I, part of me feels like I, I just wonder, like, is, I wonder if it isn't from the vaccine. I don't know. Um, unfortunately, she's got test results that can prove some of her stuff. So I, I really don't know. But I just really hope that people I think so many folks have just written things off. And, and knowing that there are so many reactions and just, we don't know, I guess we, and that's really where it would be so wonderful to have the support to support our scientists and our researchers to, to uncover and to determine why, why do these people have these experiences? You know, I think there's a lot of autoimmune things. I've heard of cancers too, that are just lying mm-hmm. dormant that are being woken. Um, and, and it's such an accelerated rate um, that just don't make sense that it's very not, it's not common at all. Um, and I just really wish um, that folks would really consider that, you know, just to question it, you know, don't, don't rule it out. I mean, everything, I mean, the vaccine came so quickly and it really did not have the time needed to really, um, to really study it and know that it was safe. Absolutely. And th- those three words that you said in there, we don't know. It's such a powerful, um, useful skill to admit when you don't know something. And and people on all the various spots on the spectrum, ideologically, all of us, myself included, have times where we're sure we know that this caused this or this didn't cause this. And to keep that open mind you describe is, is challenging, but so necessary. And Ben, I'm going to give you the last word here. Um, what, what do you want to leave the listeners with as they wrap up this podcast to know about you, your journey, your mission, and anything you want to share? It's wide open. You have the floor. 
Yeah, I say speaking to all audiences, I just above it all, Jesus is the answer to everything. He's the answer to why all of us can breathe a single breath every single day. He's the answer to how I've still been able to do well in school and still be active, even with all the physical suffering that I've experienced. And he's the reason to healing. He is the answer to absolutely everything. And he is absolutely the reason for uniting everyone, even with different viewpoints and different opinions. He is absolutely the center and he's absolutely full of life and fruitfulness for all of us to experience. And I think just, just above it all, he, I just give all praise to him. Seriously. I, I can't take any credit of my own for the journey uh, in the right direction I'm heading to with my physical health. I seriously owe that all to him. I owe it all to him for academics. I owe it all to him to the friendships and the support group I have around me. Seriously, every single detail. And I just want to encourage and uplift all of those who are listening. Like Jesus is the hope and the truth out of all things. And we just talked about how there may not be things we don't know. We may not have the answers to, but there is one truth that we can put all our heart and soul into. And that's that Jesus came and died on the cross for our sins. And that is a sacrifice that we just owe all to him and all praise and love to him. So, Amen to that. Um, you, you don't. Ha- I know you said you don't want to take credit. You don't have to take this credit, but I will give both of you credit because no matter no matter what you've been gifted, um, you still have to place it into action on a daily basis and and be out there as an example. And I believe both of you are, and certainly um, your your dad was too. And I'm I'm honored to meet you and and have this conversation and and learn about your experiences. And I really appreciate you you know stopping by to talk on Post Woke. Yeah, we appreciate the opportunity. Very thankful. It was our pleasure. Thank you, Mickey. I'll be back with some closing thoughts after one more word from our sponsor. Hey, Mickey Z here. I trust you're enjoying this episode, but I wanted to take a quick break to request that you seriously consider becoming a paid subscriber to Post Woke, because Post Woke is more than this podcast, which is a weekly podcast with crucial, important conversations with crucial and important guests. Post Woke is also a Substack on which I post on a daily basis. I'm talking about written posts. And I, first and foremost, I am a writer. I have 12 books out and I have been writing for many decades. And so you are getting quality content at least once a day, all for $5 a month. And no matter what you decide, you can become a free subscriber if you choose. I ask you to please share the link and spread the word. And while you're at it, Check the show notes for information on how to order the post-woke t-shirt. It is a completely cool, kick-ass shirt, and you could show the world what your favorite podcast and Substack is. So I thank you in advance for your support. Again, I urge you to spread the word, and let's get back to the show. Proverbs 17.22 says, a joyful heart is good medicine. Well. 
in my conversation on this episode, I feel like I met two joyful hearts and they shared some really, really good medicine that is truly safe and effective. And I'm honored to meet Ben and Donna and I'm inspired by them in particular because anyone who follows my podcast and my Substack knows that I have some very strong opinions and at times I can be angry and judgmental towards people who have fallen prey to the powers that shouldn't be and the fear matrix that they have imposed upon us and to um, cause people to make some very, very dangerous decisions. And I am constantly working to find better ways to interact with people to bring about the positive change that we all crave. And I strongly believe that we need to hear as many voices as possible. And on this post-woke episode number 84, we heard two important voices. So thank you for listening. If you were moved by this, please, please share the link far and wide. And just remember, at all times, keep your guard up. <laughs> <laughs>